RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Today is Monday, November 9th, and this is your daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. On today's show, Ian Alexander talks about his Discovery debut. Viacom CBS beats market expectations in quarter three, thanks in part to Star Trek. And there's some sad news from a member of our Star Trek family. I'm Allison Pitt, and today's show is supported by people like you through Patreon. Find out more and add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. For Star Trek Discovery's Ian Alexander, being the first openly transgender Asian American actor on television has opened up a world of possibilities for public representation of the transgender community. In an interview with Entertainment Tonight, the 19-year-old actor discussed what it means to him to be working in the industry as a voice for transgender people, and what it's like for him playing the first transgender character on Star Trek. Alexander made his television debut on the Netflix series The OA, in the role of Buck Vu, another transgender character. Joining the cast of Discovery as Grey has further expanded the playing field in an industry which, as Alexander says, has long seen the transgender community as taboo and negative. As his career has progressed, he's seen a positive response from the trans community and is excited to bring the Grey character to screens, saying... People have not really seen trans people, especially not a transmasculine person, in a mainstream show as huge and immensely worldwide popular as Star Trek. So I'm very, very excited for that impact that my character Grey and Blue Del Barrio's character Adira will have on the world, especially for trans teenagers and trans people in general. For Alexander, the television landscape is going through a visible change as more and more roles for non-binary and trans characters are being developed, and the acceptance of the LGBTQ plus community continues to grow. I'm really, really excited to keep seeing progress, he said, and also maybe eventually be able to one day work on a set where there's trans people behind the camera and in front of the camera, and I'm not just one of one or one of two. Alexander has found a comfortable family in the cast and crew of Star Trek Discovery, one that has helped him to see his own value and potential. When asked how the role of Grey has helped him on his personal journey, Alexander responded saying, I think playing Grey really has reassured a lot of my own self-confidence and really boosted that belief and faith that I have in myself. I'm really grateful for that experience. Alexander is an outspoken advocate for the LGBTQ plus community and hopes to continue to use his platform in the public eye to inspire others to pursue their dreams. I hope that people are uplifted and inspired and empowered by the things that I say and the content that I put out there online, he said. I really want to encourage trans people to not wait around for someone to give them permission to create something. Do whatever you can to make your story visible and to put yourself out there. To read the full interview, head over to etonline.com and be sure to watch Ian Alexander as Grey in his Star Trek Discovery debut with episode 4, Forget Me Not, now available to stream on CBS All Access. Now speaking of CBS All Access, the Star Trek universe has helped Viacom CBS beat its third quarter market expectations, even against the backdrop of the COVID-19 pandemic. 
Viacom CBS held its quarter three earnings call last Friday and showed a drop in revenue and earnings per share over the prior year, but their results still beat market expectations, according to MarketWatch. MarketWatch also reported on Friday that Viacom CBS stock has gained 16% over the quarter, a steady improvement from earlier in the year, when it dropped sharply in the quarter immediately following the CBS and Viacom merger. That was in last December, 2019. The price of Viacom CBS stock currently sits around $30, after starting the year at around $42 and dipping as low as $11 in March. Now, it should be noted that stock prices were in steep decline well before pandemic-related lockdowns started going into effect. Viacom CBS CEO Bob Backish said in a statement that the performance is reflective of the company starting to realize the investments they've put in place in the past year, in accordance with their strategy. He said, This quarter, we've achieved strong user growth across our streaming platforms as we continue to build our linked ecosystem of pay and free services. With big steps taken, including the preview and brand reveal of Paramount Plus ahead of its launch in early 2021, and more recently, the unification of our global streaming organization. Our company's transformation is ahead of schedule, and we are incredibly excited by the opportunities ahead. TrekMovie.com noted that during the earnings call on Friday, Viacom CBS executives featured Star Trek as one of the key products that helped them to favorable results. Backish pointed to original programming like Star Trek Lower Decks as one of the drivers for them reaching a record nearly 18 million subscribers on CBS All Access. Star Trek Discovery, of course, was not included in these results. He also held up the Star Trek channel as one of those that helped propel the free streaming service Pluto TV to 36 million global monthly active users. Trek Movie also noted that artwork from Discovery and Lower Decks featured in the slide deck for the results presentation. Results for the quarter outside of Viacom CBS's streaming services were mixed. Advertising and content licensing revenue decreased year-on-year, mostly due to effects of the pandemic, but revenue from their affiliates increased for both TV and cable. In films, theatrical revenue is what they called immaterial, with cinemas largely being closed. Home entertainment and licensing for films likewise decreased on the year, which, again, was due to effects of the pandemic, this time on the timing and availability of releases. On the plus side, however, publishing was up, buoyed by a couple of timely releases, journalist Bob Woodward's Rage, and Mary Trump's scathing book, Too Much and Never Enough, How My Family Created the World's Most Dangerous Man. Now, those results could be unlikely to repeat going forward, especially as ViacomCBS is reportedly looking to sell off its print division, Simon & Schuster, which it should be noted is the publisher of hundreds of Star Trek titles. Overall, against the backdrop of a challenging third quarter with revenue drops driven by the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic, ViacomCBS turned in a solid performance and looks well-positioned, headed into the end of 2020. More news in just a moment, but first a word from me. This show is supported by people like you through Patreon. From just $1 a month, you can support us too, just head to patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news to find out more. And even if you can't support us financially, there are other ways to help us out. 
make a purchase through one of our affiliates on DailyStarTrekNews.com, like CBS All Access, Amazon.com, Cufflinks.com, or Entertainment Earth. Subscribe to our YouTube channel at YouTube.com forward slash DailyStarTrekNews and help us meet the threshold for monetization. Or simply read the articles on our website and share them with your social network. All these things help keep us going and they don't cost you a thing. Thank you for listening and thank you for supporting this show. Now there's one last story before I leave you today and it's some sad news from one of our Star Trek family. Author Dave Galanter, Star Trek novelist and author of the recent Lieutenant Stamets-focused discovery novel Dead Endless, has revealed that he is battling late-stage cancer. In a Twitter post last week, he posted a screenshot of a post he originally wrote on Facebook. In it, he said, Two or three weeks short of a year ago, I was diagnosed with late-stage cholangiocarcinoma, that's cancer of the bile ducts. We've been grappling with the ups and downs of this for a while, obviously, and though we held out hope there would be more time, that time is now running out. Galanter went on to explain that his doctor suggested that he might have three to six months left to live, and that he intends to spend as much good time with his family as he can. He said, I am loath to spend my final days morose. What a waste of precious time that would be. Instead, I intend to spend these last months in as much joy as possible, and as often as I can with those I love. You can read Galanter's entire statement, which is long, wonderful, and inspiring, on his Twitter profile. Please join me in sending love and support to Galanter and his family in this difficult time. Well, that's it for today's Daily Star Trek News from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Don't forget to check out the other great shows on the network at podcasts.roddenberry.com. Daily Star Trek News is produced by me, Allison Pitt, with selected stories by Chris Peterson. We're supported by people like you through Patreon. Find out how you can add your support at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. I'm back tomorrow with more of the Star Trek news you need to know and this week's Trek trivia. I'm Allison Pitt. Live long and prosper. Podcast.roddenberry.com The Roddenberry Podcast Network